everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. Last year, the definition of pulmonary hypertension, or PH, was updated to include lower pulmonary artery pressures in the setting of elevated pulmonary vascular resistance, or PVR. In a new analysis, a team of researchers analyzed 32,465 patients registered in the United Network for Organ Sharing Database who had underwent heart transplant from 1996 to 2015. Patients were categorized based on mean pulmonary artery pressure, and 30-day and one-year survival characteristics were recorded. To gain more insight on the findings of the study, we're speaking with the study's lead author, Dr. Ryan Tedford, who is an Associate Professor of Medicine, Chief of Heart Failure, and Medical Director of Adult Cardiac Transplantation in the Division of Cardiology, Department of Medicine, at the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Tedford. Let's dive into your study. To start, can you tell us more about the new definition of pH? Sure. Um, So if you look at very large population studies of normal individuals, the average mean pulmonary artery pressure is around 14 millimeters of mercury. And if we assume that about two standard deviations from that should define an abnormal population, this would lead us up to an upper limit of normal of about 20 millimeters of mercury. Now, the experts that came up with the original definition of a mean pulmonary artery pressure of 25 were aware of this data, but they chose to really maximize the, the specificity of this definition so that there was not an overdiagnosis of pulmonary hypertension. Part of the reason uh, for that is that we didn't have a lot of treatment uh, for this uh, condition at that time. But we were excluding a lot of people that uh, actually had abnormal physiology. In the last three to four years, there's been multiple large population studies, many of which were led by Brad Marin at Brigham and Women's Hospital, that have shown us that lower pulmonary artery pressures are associated with excess mortality. And in fact, that increased risk starts early on, probably around 18 millimeters of mercury. Based on Brad's work and others, uh, the World Symposia on Pulmonary Hypertension recognized this and therefore chose to change the definition to highlight this increased risk that happens at lower pulmonary pressures. Uh, We also chose to incorporate a pulmonary vascular resistance uh, cutoff to define abnormal, and that cutoff was three wood units, although this is somewhat arbitrary, and I think we'll be hearing a lot more about that uh, cutoff and and surrounding data uh, in the next couple of years. I think we should be very clear, however, that this definition does not represent a treatment threshold, but rather a a definition of what is abnormal and normal uh, within pulmonary pressures. How has the new definition of pH impacted heart transplant outcomes for patients with pH? That's a great question. And I would say at this point, it's a little bit unclear because the, the new definition is so new. You know, like many good clinical research questions, this original idea for the study came out of a a true clinical case. I was sitting in one of our heart transplant uh, selection meetings, and we had an individual who had low pulmonary pressures but an elevated PVR, and there was a lot of debate about was that significant. 
I think many of us felt that the PVR was high just because the cardiac output of this individual was low. And why is that? Well, we know that PVR theoretically should be a flow-independent metric of vascular resistance. Um, however, as cardiac output declines, mean pulmonary artery pressure does not necessarily fall in a proportional manner, and therefore there's an increase in pulmonary vascular resistance due to this nonlinear relationship. That's due to, uh, at least theoretically, decreased vascular desensibility at lower flow, and perhaps also there's a contribution uh, of the critical closing pressure exceeding left atrial pressure when that uh, left atrial pressure is actually low. That's called the waterfall effect. And so we weren't sure that that was actually going to be significant. We, were, in fact, were somewhat surprised when we did the analysis to find that uh, individuals with an elevated PVR and low pulmonary pressure still had very similar risk to those uh, with elevated pressures. We saw that PVR was associated with outcome as a continuous variable. And so although we, we also defined the cut point of, uh, to look at risk association, that indeed lower pulmonary vascular resistance may be associated with a worse outcome. And so I think further risk stratification in that PVR of two to three range uh, should be the focus of a future study. Among your findings was that elevated PVR remains associated with a significant increase in the hazard for a 30-day mortality after cardiac transplantation, even in the setting of lower pulmonary artery pressures. How might this finding inform clinical practice and how cardiac transplantations might be managed among patients with PH in the future? I think there was a, a several things that we learned from the study. One, that in a in our cardiac transplant population, actually it's very common to have mean pulmonary pressures that are below 25. In fact, in this large cohort from UNOS, 38% of individuals actually had a low mean pulmonary artery pressure. As you stated, we did find that uh, PVR remained associated uh, with increased mortality even in the setting of these lower pulmonary pressures and, importantly, after controlling for other comorbidities and known risk factors. So at least within the controlling for those variables, it did appear that this was an independent association. I think clinically, this tells us that these individuals should receive vasodilator or vasoreactive testing to determine if they're responsive and lower that pulmonary vascular resistance. This is something that we routinely do in individuals with pulmonary hypertension and high pressures to see if we can reverse that PVR prior to transplant. But I would say people who have low pulmonary pressures, that's not routinely done. That certainly has changed my practice. And then I think we also have to consider this when we're selecting donors. And perhaps uh, individuals who have this elevated PVR with lower pulmonary pressures, uh, we want to make sure that we're not undersizing the donor that's being selected for those individuals. I think it's important to keep in mind that although there is a clear increased risk of 30-day of mortality, that the absolute risk is still relatively modest, so it's around 2%, uh, although that is the same risk that is if your pulmonary pressures uh, were high. And it's also similar to other many comorbid conditions that influence our decision-making, so for example, the presence of diabetes or obesity. Uh, so I think it is, it is clinically relevant, but, but not prohibitive. And then I think finally, this really uh, adds to the support of the newer definition that, in fact, an elevated PVR is clinically relevant in these individuals with lower pulmonary pressures, and I think that supports the definition change from the World Symposium.
Absolutely. And how else has this new definition of pH impacted clinical practice? And has it truly improved patient care? Other than risk recognition, it, sh- it has not, and I think it should not at this point. Uh, we have really just defined what is abnormal and what's associated with increased risk. The next step would be to study this population, the lower pulmonary pressures with an elevated PVR, uh, or subpopulations to see if targeting the pulmonary circulation with specific therapies would improve uh, outcomes. I think it's very important, though, as we do this, as we make these diagnoses, as we think about designing clinical trials, that we have uh, impeccable quality control of the hemodynamics because I I do have concerns about a decrease in specificity of this diagnosis uh, as we introduce these lower uh, pulmonary pressures. Absolutely. What is the overall key take-home message from your study today? Uh, First, I would say we we cannot ignore PVR when the mean pulmonary artery pressure is less than 25 in the pre-transplant population. That is a population that, that deserves a vasodilator challenge and increased awareness of that risk. Uh, Secondly, the new definition uh, of pulmonary hypertension is clinically relevant and defines an abnormal population. And then lastly, I think the review of heart transplant outcomes uh, provides an important and unique research platform for the study of pulmonary vascular disease because adverse outcomes of the pH-naive heart um, found to be independently associated with a pH-defining hemodynamic profile really suggests that that profile itself is abnormal. Uh, We only found increased risk at 30 days, and in those who survived 30 days, there was no difference in one-year mortality, again, suggesting that there was an early mortality signal, and perhaps these individuals were succumbing to complications from that pulmonary hypertension. Great. Thank you again so much for sharing your insights with me today. Amanda, it was a pleasure uh, to be here with you today and and, uh, share my thoughts about uh, our study.